Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. There's nothing I do that, that anybody else can't do. It's really easy. It just takes practice and being stubborn. Hey, everybody. David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, recorded live at ASC 2022, Lucas and I are joined by Brandon Steckler, contributing editor with Motor Age Magazine, instructor with WTI and CTI, and easily one of the most popular automotive trainers in the industry today. Before we get started with this conversation, make sure you have a set to automatically download the latest episode. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. It would greatly help us out. Make sure you check out our content on YouTube. And now, here we go. How in the world have you been? I'm in good. You want me to wear these? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm uh... I'm exhausted. I'm catching up on, let's see, I've been out of the house almost almost a week now. All right. I was at CBA in Texas. Yeah. And uh, flew right here. Right. So I'm, I'm tired. But I'm good. I understand. I understand. I'm in, I'm in the same boat, and David is too. We were at uh, Ratchet & Ranch, and so we went to Ratchet & Ranch. I went to Ratchet & Ranch, so I left last Monday and then um, got back this Monday real late at night, went home. Did all the repack, unpack, all that good stuff, and then turned and came down here on Wednesday morning. So, pretty crazy. Poor Pete, man. He like went through the mill to get here. I feel bad for him. I mean, yeah. And to get the time he got, it was just crazy. Yeah. The stuff with the atrium and the. Yeah, dude. Insane. Insane. Sorry, we have Brian Hawk sitting where you're sitting. We got to put it on Sasquatch. <laughs> you can see the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. He's a big old boy. He is. He is. He's a hoot, though. He's such a funny dude. Great guy. He is. Shows a lot of interest, too, in class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And that that's kind of cool, you know, because 
I think that you can tell the difference between the guy sitting at the back of the class. It's like, mm-hmm. and the guy that's sitting at the front of the class who's engaging and trying to figure out, like trying to understand and learn and actually grow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think that's what it's all about. I don't like drinking Red Bull, but I got myself a Red Bull. Why'd you get yourself a Red Bull? I don't know. It was like, there weren't a lot of options. I have bang in my hotel fridge. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate that. You could have asked. I could have, but you should just know I need caffeine in the afternoons because it's almost bedtime for me. I know. You poor fella. <laughs> you poor fella. And they've, they've made it clear that he's to be up until at like 10 o'clock tonight. So I got a 6 o'clock flight. 6 a.m.? Yeah. That was my flight here. I had to get up at 2. and After two? 16 hours, I was up 2 in the morning to get... To be at the airport and on the plane by 6.30 and here. What airport are you flying out of? Um, oh, that was on the way here. I was, yeah, in, yeah. I was in Dallas to Houston. Sorry, Houston to Dallas and then... You're flying out of Houston? Is that airport that rough? Um, no, it wasn't that bad. It was just that the flight was so early. You know, I had to get there. I'm, I'm talking when I came here. Yeah, yeah I when get I, you. When I leave here to go How home, long does it get to take you to get to the airport? I think it was about... It was about an hour's drive from where I was teaching in Houston to get. There were two airports, and they booked us out of the other airport. Oh, that, <laughs> that sucks. Makes sense. Yeah. The first one was like 10, 15 minutes away. Right. The other one was almost an hour. That sucks. Harry Reid, I think it's called. No, no, wait, that, that's Vegas. I can't remember. Right. That's crazy, dude. Well, you know, and, and I was telling David earlier pre check, get pre check and clear. Oh, yeah. And, and if, if an airport's got clear, like Vegas has got clear. So you can literally just walk up and right through, right? It's nothing at all if you've got pre-check and clear. David doesn't have pre-check or clear. I've got pre-check, not. but not the clear yet. I have Clear's it. pretty cool. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, because, and, and I mean, it doesn't really matter anymore because, like, it, a lot of the airports, like Charlotte, you walk up and you hand them your ID, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. They just look at you and say, yeah, you go ahead. Right. Right? But compared to the other line, like uh, MCO, Orlando, dude, you get in Orlando, and their lines are, like, two and a half miles long. So you can go up there and you can get in the, the clear line and there's nobody in it because yeah. that many people don't have clear. So you just bloop, right through clear and you're done. So it just takes a few minutes. If you're going to a place that has clear, it's worth it. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. You're going to do it. Definitely. What's that cost? Well, this is like 200 bucks a year. Something like that. Yeah, I'll put it on my expense report. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Endeavor Business Media. <laughs> well, folks, let me tell you. But so um, you guys made a bunch of change recently. Like they acquired Ten Missions Media, and yeah. I don't know all the details, but it's it's really neat. You yeah. know, covering I, a big yeah area like that. It got a lot bigger, right? Mm-hmm. And like it, it picked up. Does that leave zero competitive media Kinda company? Like that. So it's yeah. like it's all under Endeavor. Just about. Is, is there like is that their? I'm sure you don't know. I don't, want you to I speak don't for them. But. I don't know, but, but I imagine it goes something right. like that. Yeah, yeah they're sure. just snatching them all up. So the idea then, oh, I'm going to go off with this. So don't worry. The idea is then to open up a competing publishing company to and and then just wait for Endeavor to come by. You going to open up a publishing company? No, no you know why. <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I but maybe uh, they'll start buying podcasts. Endeavor, you could buy this podcast. I'm just saying, <laughs> you never know. For somebody who won't sell anything, it's very odd. He always wants to sell everything. Oh, I'm a whore, dear. 
<laughs> I'll whore myself out to anybody. <laughs> I hate to tell you, but you're probably going Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. I'm broke at this point. I am going broke. That's my point. You would think throwing yourself out there to absolutely everybody would, you know, you get a lot of takers. Turns out nobody wants Nobody wants what I have to offer. That's terrible. <laughs> Brandon, I'm sorry in advance. David no, appears to I be tired. I get a whole lot of, I'll pass. And then they just move on. <laughs> right. David David took his clothes off on the street corner, and they told him to put them back on, and they paid him for it. So, I mean, he made money. I guess it worked out. Um, I, I guess what I think is neat about that, though, is that with you guys acquiring them, it's kind of like the full package, right? It's the technical side. It's the management and ownership side. In one brand. Did 10 Missions not have any technical stuff? Mm-mm. Well, I mean, they had like, was it Fender Bender? And they had That's collision, no. break in front end or something like that. But it wasn't really technical, was it? Not like we do at right. Motor Ridge. So right. I think that was the idea of having all the different, I don't know, user genres covered. Right. Yeah, but you guys had shop owner. You got a bunch Which, of stuff, yeah. Yeah. So that would have but been the I think the there's going to be a shift in the type of content that's going to be in one versus the right. other. So you guys are going to kill off all these brands and just have one. Hey, I'm okay one with that. Rule them all. I got to say, one magazine I, to rule them all. I'm not just saying it because I'm part of that team, but the way they that content, I think it's phenomenal. I yeah, really do. I do too. Yeah, I, like I grew it. up reading it. Right, mm-hmm. like I grew up in the industry reading it. That was my favorite thing. Right. That's. Yeah. A, I think we all did. You can't read. It's a dirty secret. <laughs> We really we revealed it earlier today. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> this one's yours. Don't Ice do that. breakers. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> it likes to make a lot of noise on the podcast, but I, I can't edit it out. It's trash. <laughs> I dumped the whole thing. Good, good gracious, <laughs> good gracious. Do you get tired traveling? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, it's great. It's it's one of those good tires. Not tired like it's a drag. Tired like uh, you've been playing football or something with your friends all day, and it's 
time for dinner, sit right. down, relax. Yeah. That kind of tired. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Rewarding tired. What did you think of the show? thought it was great, uh, especially how it was handled with all the issues with the weather we've been having and our friends right. in Florida. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised how well it went considering. Yeah. And, and yeah. how the people that couldn't make it, the instructors that couldn't make it, I imagine there are some attendees that couldn't make it yeah, either. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, things just kind of fell into place. Yeah. You know? And I, I was so proud of Trisha because, like, Trisha just didn't let it shake her at all. Right? It didn't, you know, yeah, it didn't phase her. Like yeah, she was, she was just going to something. Just, right? Like, it is what it is, right? Well, it was cool that the the, the instructors that stepped up, and, like yourself. Oh, like, happy and, to do it. Yeah. yeah. Honor. Like, we'll take some extra classes, yeah. Yeah, well, then, like, you could have had, you could have had instructors that were like, like, how much more are you gonna pay me? How much more? Like, I want logistics. You know, like they want a whole production. It wasn't just let's just take care of this. Like, yeah, we yeah. see yeah. a need here. Yeah. Let's just step up. All these people showed up. Like, let's help somebody out. That's yeah. the way I look at it. It's it's the attendees that show up. It's like, well, wait a minute, I paid for. No, I'll use Jim Morton for example yeah. because he had such a, a large following. Yeah, right. It must have been a huge disappointment for people. Yeah, of course, of and, course. And it just comes together, right? And and the thing is, is like there are instructors who do that, right? There are instructors who like, hey, where's mine at? If yeah. I'm going to save you, you're going to do something for me. Not, I, I mean, that that is that is not what our industry is, right? Like, no, not the the sector of our industry we're all in. Right. And and we talk about, you know, sometimes we talk about the one percent or Chris Messer told me the other day it's fifteen percent. He's like fifteen percent truly go to training, fifteen percent are truly involved one way or another in their industry. Right. Like that's what's that's what's active, right? And so that fifteen percent that we're in, man, it's just about making sure people get training. It's about making sure that that we're elevating the industry and moving forward, you know? I think at some point I read that Ratchet and Wrench was going out to like 600, they, or they were, they were printing 600,000 copies and sending them out. And you get a free or whatever, right? The advertisers pay for the printing. I wonder, like, you open that magazine up and you're reading that AST is coming up, Apex is coming up, whatever, right? You see all these shows in there. Like, what, what keeps somebody from going, that's not for me. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I truly don't know. Um, I couldn't answer that. I, I'd, I'd hate to see. I'd hate to say that they think it's that decision is based on money. I mean, we all right. go through tight times, but successful shops have been successful because of what they know, right? And how they treat their customers. So, right for me, it doesn't make sense. Well, there are some like extremely affordable. What was the cost for Apex last year to get into Apex? Oh, dude, it's like nothing. Like you can get into Apex for nothing. It was it was crazy cheap to get in. It was like forty nine bucks or something. I have no idea what it was. And but you it had was additional little, training or whatever you want to do. But I mean, it's like you can go to the trade show and everything for next to nothing. You yeah. know? Yeah, I guess you did have to pay for a few classes or whatever. But it was it was really inexpensive to go to Apex. It's inexpensive to go to ASTE. Vision's a little bit more expensive, but like it's easy to get in and out of Kansas City. Yeah, it's super cheap to fly to Kansas City, and so overall. And the you know hotels are really cheap in Kansas City too, so like as an overall package price, it doesn't turn out to be that expensive. And maybe like nobody's figured out the points thing. Do right. you think that's what it is? Like I buy all my parts on my credit cards, and I get a massive amount of points. Like it floors me that Dutch doesn't use that. And he's like, Wah. I've done the same. And no. you know, it, 
especially people who have credit problems, if you can manage to get a card and put everything on a card and pay it off. Pay it off is the big one. Well, hold on now. You you don't even have to pay it off. I don't pay mine off. What I do is I turn the balance. So I keep the limit low. Mm -hmm. And so I just, when it's time to pay $1,000, you put $1,000 credit on the card, you charge it up. Next day, another $1,000, bloop, you charge it back up. And I'm, I never get charged any interest because I'm churning the balance. Gotcha. And every single time, bloop, you know, points, 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 points. Well, that was it. I'm trying to acquire the points. Um, what I don't want people to do is to make the mistake of spending money they don't have. And then when it comes yeah. time to pay the bills, you know that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. I'm not kidding. My credit jumped 60 points when oh, I started yeah. traveling and using a card. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I, I think just, traveling is so much safer, right? Like, yeah. it's hard to travel with cash. And, and you know, when we were in, um, we were at Lowe's in uh, Arlington. <laughs> Excuse me. And everybody wanted a cash tip. And I'm like... I have Lowe's. Been, yeah, the the Lowe's Live by Arlington, which is where the management conference and Adapt oh, was. Okay. And so, like, all of the, the people wanted cash tips, and I'm like, dude, I don't know how to tip you. Like, I don't carry you know, cash anymore. We were in San Francisco, and they were doing, like, the little the, – they have that little river thing pathway down there. And you can get on the boats, and they'll take you through a tour. It's fantastic. Loved it. But they have little Venmo QR codes. And if you want to tip the guy – you scan it. Really? Got 10 bucks. Yeah. That, that, I mean, yeah. who, like, wh- why wouldn't you, if you were a valet, have and, a way and, to, yeah, and be like, hey. Have it printed out. Yeah. Card <laughs> if you'd like to tip me, if you were happy with the service, sir, and just hand them a card with your little QR code, you can get this printed for nothing through Vistaprint or something like that. That'd be a good idea. Great idea. Yeah. I don't know why they don't do that. You would think. Yeah, because, I mean, carrying cash is just silly. I mean, I carry cash at home, but I don't travel with cash. I never have any cash. Yeah. I don't have any money anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's a byproduct of not having any money at all. <laughs> My point being that you turn the credit, even if you can't, like, you get a $1,000 credit limit on a credit card. As long as it's got points, and you can get a Capital One card pretty easily. As long as it's got points, and you can start, like, just dumping money on that card. Like, Capital One will let you make four payments in one day. They, like, they give you instant credit. So you don't have to plan tomorrow, today. You can think, well, I don't have to That's make a payment That's got to be on. right down your oh, alley. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it because it's like, well, okay, I've got this much money. And that's how I match my cash flow. Like, I have got this much money coming in. We'll, we'll see what tomorrow brings. And, you know, the needs change from day to day. Sometimes you're like, oh, i got to buy this extra part or whatever. Like, you ordered a part a week, a week and a half ago, and it shows up. And it's like, here's a $1,000 module. It's like, okay, well, i got to come up with the cash right now for it. I could just go to the bank and go get the cash. I don't want to do that. I don't want to write a check. So what do I do? Just get on the app, boom, 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 pay, open up a $1,000 credit immediately, charge the card. I get my points. Uh, that is pretty slick. Pretty slick. But by once, yeah. one time a year, when it's time to make the trip, you just you log on there and like, yeah, I'm going to get free flights and free hotel. But I mean, even then, like, why would you not... It, why would you not go to training anyway? I mean, why would well, why would you not come up always with a, equate like training to pizza party training? You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. If that's all you think training is, and you've never been to an event like this, but my point is, it's in the magazine. Like you're opening up the magazine, you see like the advertising for the magazine for the training event. Why wouldn't you stop and go, hey, I should make a plan for this? Yeah, how many people were like, oh, I wish I could go this year. What are you wishing for? 
Like, like make it, a plan. Just go. What's it look just like? Just load up and go. Wait, no, 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 no. Like, plan it out. How much is it really going to cost me? Because if it's like $5,000 to cost, what is that, 600 bucks a month? Set 600 bucks a month aside. So for this time next year, you're like, I got the cash. I can go. I don't know why you wouldn't do the points thing. That's silly. But if you don't want to do that and you want to do it cash, which is fine, save it up. I know what that looks like and add it into your budget. And take the whole team if you do that. Right? Well, even if you just want to go by yourself. When you started training, right? Like not not started training as a trainer, right? You're a technician, right? What what was your perspective of training right at the very beginning? That I didn't need it because I knew everything. I was a trained dealership technician. (laughs) I know more than the guys that did not choose to be a dealer technician. Right. Was, I was successful with cars. I even start class like this. I was successful with cars because I'm that good. It took me years to realize I'm just familiar. I'm not good. Right. Right. So, what was your first training class? What was the first one you ever went to? Um, what I consider a legitimate class would be um, it was it was a class after work put on by a company called or a group called POGEN. I can't remember what the acronym stands for, mm-hmm. but Jim Morton. It was, really? It was the A, B, C's, and D's of ignition. Really? And what What got me was his confidence. Yeah. And he opened up the class by saying he could have any ignition system fault diagnosed on any car in 15 minutes or less. He said it without blinking. I mean, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just wanted that confidence. Right. I wanted them. But there's, how does he do that? Right. I want to know. So. And so it just kind of started from there. I was I was addicted. Right. Yep. And it was just attending his class. He he put on a personal class once every three weeks. I'm going to say it was a month, but it was probably more like six weeks. But right. What, what do you mean by personal class? Like when, when I say he he ran a show, he wasn't being hired by someone. It was his own business. It was okay. his own. Yeah. And he, and we always gathered at this one hosting shop, um, in in uh, Chamonix, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and ten or fifteen guys, same guys every time. We'd all get together and, and maybe for four hours, right? You know, and, and he would teach and different lessons. And why don't you see that now? I I really don't know, but we we would I've love got a space for it. You think I can make that work? I mean, if you've got a trainer, and and we tried that, right? We we got together and we were just getting groups together, right? We'd we'd find a car and we'd get a group of guys together. There's pictures and videos like at Dill's shop and at my shop and other shops around town where people would just come together and it was more of like a hangout. It wasn't like a full blown training, you know, Mm -hmm. but you're right. You don't, you don't really see that as much anymore. And, you know, we were talking about, um, I've never heard of this, this like anymore. Like I don't heard of anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it seemed to be running his like shop, like his Diag shop. Right. Yeah. This was, this was a Morton's automotive technical service presentation. And he'd roll up in his truck. He'd have his, his own projector and his own screen. And That's so cool. Yeah. We, we'd spend four hours, and then we'd see him again four to six weeks later, and, and we'd continue the lesson, or we'd go in a totally different direction. And it was always really good. Our group was really serious. So Was he bringing in case studies, or were they like, today we're going to cover this principle or this whatever system so when you say case studies he had prepared a presentation with cars that he encountered and and they were all his own cars mm-hmm. with pictures and 
Um, and sometimes we did some live stuff. Right. Like he would do some demonstration. And this is going back almost 15 years ago. So we were still learning how to even implement a lab scope. So he was showing us stuff like triggering and, and, and how to use multiple channels, but was all demonstrated live. And, and right. he'd let a group of us push some buttons and then we'd go back into the classroom, you know, and it was, and it was really good. Do you, man, like, I think every technician listening just got super jelly. <laughs> Brandon, right? Like, yeah, that's not, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. It you really know, to is. learn from somebody like that? Yeah. It was great. It was great. That's crazy. Well, we, let's let's duplicate that. Why not? You know, like, all respect in the world to, like, um, Paul Danner. And, uh, you know, like, he was talking about the kids. Oh, we got to get the kids. Like, screw the kids. Kids don't know what the hell they want. Right? They're, they're kids. Right? So, I, they're... I, 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 I counter that because I think that the... The, the things that make me passionate about this now started when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, working with the machines, right? I, I fell in love with machines. I fell in love with the gear train. I fell in love with how things work. The, the problem is, like, the future technician is not going to be a gearhead necessarily. That's true. They're going to be into computer engineering, code, like electrical faults, like, you know, working with right, but I mean that, like, that that passion and love still starts then though right it still you know, starts but these kids are like playing roadblock <laughs> Roblox and you know they've got their own Minecraft servers and they're you know th- that's the kind of junk that they're doing they're creating circuit boards in Minecraft to do something really crazy you know within the computer program that they designed their themselves and now it's like hey you know you could do that in real life on a car like Let's show you how to do it. I'm talking about the kids, but I'm saying, well, what about the the disillusioned office worker that doesn't want to be in the office any longer and says, you know what? Screw this. I don't want to be in office space anymore. Like I live in office space and I don't want to be in office space anymore. I want to go work my, with my hands. They're getting sucked up by the other trades. What if, what if we had now on top of technicians, what if we had like a school, like, or, or just classes, programs, something, presentations. I don't know what to call it. Just something like what he had. We need to, we need to copy that. I'm just saying. Well, the late Anthony Williams, God rest his soul, yeah. was on that track. Yeah, was he, really? he really yeah, was. And, and mm-hmm. him and, and his wife, um, I think I got those facts right, were putting mm-hmm. together a school or have yeah. In to, Colorado. to do just that. It was more like a STEM-based program. Yeah. And, um, Basically, not only teaching people the stuff we need to know, but teaching people how to learn. Right. And Right. Well, and, and you know, that's why uh, we always cut up with Jim Kokonis, because Jim is very much learning to learn. N- not necessarily what to learn, learning how we learn. Yeah. Right? The process and, of. Yeah, and I think that's something that often gets overlooked, right? And, and the thought process of how we develop that knowledge and how do we... Right. Like, how do we take that knowledge and lock the knowledge in? Right. Because we were talking about in the beginning, we were talking about the fact that guys will sit in the back of the class and you can tell who's paying attention and who's not. Right. Somebody sitting in the back of the class with their head down. Obviously, they're not going to lock that knowledge in. But, yeah. you know, that engagement. And, and I, you know, you're an engaging educator. Right. I try to be. Yeah. Like That's how I learn. 
Exactly. You're super engaging. So I don't think you have that much. But but uh, what was old dude, the monotone dude that was in all the commercials, the Visine commercials? You know, Ben Stein. Stein. Yeah. Ben Stein, right? Like there's some educators who are like that. Yes, hello. And here's what we're talking about today. And and so it's it's, it, it's passion. Like yeah. you, you can tell like you're into your stuff. Like that's the that's the difference. The guys that are up there and like somebody sent them out there. Hey, you got to go do a class at AST. Go. And they're not into it. That's Why would you keep teaching if you weren't into it? Because they're 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 just an office guy that they're like, hey, you got to go to the trade show, go to a class. A, a couple of years at a trade show, you know, I heard from some of the shop owners that went in. They went in for a quote unquote marketing class, and it was one of these companies that just wanted to be there and have a presence. And the guy was like, hey, yeah, I'm just going to give you a handout. We're just going to cover the handout, and you guys can bounce. He would, they weren't into it. They didn't care. Right. They, just, they just were there just to be there. Jeez, that's just disappointing. <laughs> I know, right? Like, Yeah, the, the, the shop owners that were in there, like, they realized like, this guy's just, you know, he's forced to be here. You know, they, he's not into it. And so they, they just kind of funneled out and that was the end of that well that that's why i think um you know we talked about management training right a lot of management trainers don't charge vision to be there right and and or, or ast or other shows right and I, I i think trainers should be paid please don't misunderstand i'm not saying trainers should be paid but i also think that um it, it's almost like you know we've talked about digital vehicle evaluations and, and asking a technician to do it for free changes the focus of the purpose of the evaluation, right? Now it's about, I've got to make sure I make up for that time. Yeah. I've got to make sure I sell something. The purpose becomes selling something instead of educating the consumer. So if you think about a trainer in the same way, if the purpose is to earn more money, right, as opposed to educate, right? Like if the passion is to educate people, mm -hmm. the money comes, Right, the money is a is a byproduct of yeah. the passion, you know. Sure, I'm with you on that. What do you think, David? I want to know how you created the like the standard gold standard of classes, your pressure wave form class, like oh, me. Yeah, you. Oh, everybody, everybody, yeah. everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody there everywhere. Are, there are videos of people in your class, like half shooting the video and. Uh, and they throw it up on YouTube and you can see like little bits and pieces, but they talk about how like this is the class. Yep. And m one of my texts, because you put the class on last year here and like that was one of the, like, hey, and he, he I think he had bought the class through some like he owned the, that class that you had done. And he's like, I want to see it live again, but I want to be there when he's in the room. <laughs> oh, like, you know, it was That's like, great. but you ask yeah. any technician. That, that knows anything about labs coast or whatever like your class how did you do that you, you know um i just kind of i don't want to disappoint anybody i just kind of winged it that first of all that's a very challenging topic yeah, yeah. it takes certain there's many layers of complexity first you got to understand engine dynamics right which not many techs do just the word valve overlap. That's just something they need to know to pass a test. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. it doesn't really mean anything. We can't see it. It's like electricity. Right. So engine dynamics is one thing. Then you have to have an understanding of, of a, what does a lab scope do <laughs> and a pressure right. transducer. And now we got to be a doctor and analyze this x-ray. After you're the x-ray tech, yeah. gathering the information under different operating conditions. So I thought to myself, how the heck 
am I going to explain this without it being way up here? Right. And right. it's like, duh. I started out knowing nothing, and I kind of, I don't want to say I'm self-taught. Right. I learned some things from, from guys like Jim, uh, excuse me, John Thornton and Bernie Thompson, but that just got my foot in the door how to even implement this. And then I spent right. years just playing with because I became almost like obsessed. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think you and I have talked about that before. Probably, yeah. Right? About the fact that because I was asking you about a waveform at one point and you're like, hey, you know, literally the way to get good at this is to do it. Right? And do it and say, oh, that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. And, and, and you know, I, I, he's the one who told me like, hey, you should probably get a different hose and a different lab scope and a different pressure transducer if you really want to see what that looks like. That doesn't look like anything, you know? And so, like, but but, but I think that's my point is that, that, you know, that was our conversation is, hey, you've yeah. just got to do it, right? And you've, you've got to get started. You have to start doing it. And then it, it really does. You do a couple in cylinders and things kind of start to make sense that didn't make sense before. You can visualize it if you really you're that can. kind of learner. Do you try to duplicate the magic, though, with another topic? So, Would you? Of course. I, uh, I try to bring that presentation with anything I do because I remember, when, or even now, if I sit in a class, I like to see the excitement in the instructor because if I can see that instructor getting excited about it, it's like, wow, this must really work. Not that I'm trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. Right. But I mean, when the magic for me was when work became fun. Yeah. And that didn't come until I had confidence. Yeah. And the confidence didn't come until I knew what I was doing. And I, I saw it work for myself. Right. So. I actually you know, saw the proof in the pudding. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Absolutely. So when I built the class, it was, it was how can I... How can I demonstrate this in a fashion that is going to make sense for people? Because using big words and saying, look what I can do, doesn't do anything. It's not, it's not necessarily that. Like you, you like watch a Bernie Thompson video, and he is like, his mind's going at a different pace and level. That if you're not, if you're not well-versed like on his scanner and, and then on the principles like I said like if you haven't had several classes and you just jump into his video like you'll catch some stuff but he's talking on a different level you see what I'm saying not that he's not a good instructor or whatever but yeah. if you that's the only like exposure you have to lab scopes and he like in 30 seconds he's got a pattern and he tells you this that and the other from it and you're like where in the hell is he getting all this from just a squiggle on a screen? Like this isn't, and it can be intimidating at that point. They go, you know what? I'm never going to understand that, this. And then they take a step away. I have sat in classes and I, I won't mention names because we've yeah. all seen that instructor or those yeah. instructors. When I said, I don't belong here. This is too yeah. difficult. I'm, I'm yeah. way out of my league and I kind of clam up. Yeah. It doesn't happen so much anymore, but go right. back 10 years. And I've, I've been in classes. I stayed anyway. Because right. I'm stubborn. Yeah. But right. I, I felt like a, a phony, like I didn't belong there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recognize that when I put this class together, or any class I do. Yeah. And honestly, my thought is if, if this idiot can do it, anyone can. And that's the truth. I'm not smarter than anybody else. I just look at things a little bit I'm going to challenge that just a wee bit. But I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, thank you for your vote of confidence. <laughs> but um, <laughs> honestly, um, there's nothing I do that that anybody else can't do. 
it's really easy. It just takes practice and being stubborn and just being with it. It takes the base knowledge. Right. Basics, absolutely, and, and and it takes it takes somebody like you bringing the base knowledge and saying, "You can do this." All right, all right, crew. It's not as bad as it looks. We're gonna sit down. It's like the first time you go swimming, right? Like you you dump a baby in the pool, the baby can swim, but you get a little bit older and you you you've lost some of that confidence of. That's a great example. You know, hey, I've got this, and so I, I think that you, when we talk about bringing the kids in early. Right. I, that's one of the reasons I think it's important is because they don't realize they're working on a $40,000 car. Right. Like I was taking my dad's $30,000 cars apart in the driveway at 10 years old. Guess what? Like now I probably wouldn't have done that. Right. If I didn't know how to do something, I probably would have clammed up and wouldn't have done it. But because I was young, I was dumb enough to try it. Right. At least <laughs> once, you know. So the point is, is that if we if we take folks when they're young and get them that confidence. Right. And if we miss that opportunity, then it takes somebody like Brandon to show them it's not that difficult, that you can do this, right? It's more of a confidence booster, even more so than the information presented in the class. If you can make them hungry about it. That's a great point. And we had, I didn't count, but Trish estimated about 130 people in that class in the morning. PJ right. ran for extra chairs. There was guys in the hall and on the floor. Yeah, I saw that. And I felt bad, but I was really honored to have them in there. And that class was a basic class. Actually, yeah. Both classes I taught this yeah. weekend were basic classes, 100% right. basic. As right. easy as you can get, just having a level of understanding. Absolutely. And, and the start of the confidence. And, and you, know, talk, you know, David talking about his guys taking the class, my guys say over and over again, they'll take your class three or four times, right? And, and yeah, they pick up something different. Exactly. Yeah, that's but awesome. A, a lot of guys will say, hey, you know, they'll – you know, another educator, they might say, hey, I'm not doing that more than once, or maybe I'll take it twice. But your class, they're like, hey, I want to take it again. I want to take it again. I want to take it again. Because they pick up on something different, right? It, it's a much different environment in your class. What would you say to other educators? How do you, I, I mean, obviously you don't want anybody to duplicate you, but. No, I'm fine. I hope they do. That'd be an honor to me, honestly. But how do you make it so effective? I mean, what's you know, the. Honestly, this, I don't know if I do this consciously or not, but. Anytime I have the opportunity to tell somebody something, I'd rather right. ask them something. Yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely. And that's the key to drawing them in. You're forcing them yeah. to. And if they don't answer, I, I kind of act like things are getting weird, crickets and stuff like that. And I bring right. it up. I got no problem saying, anybody here? You guys sleeping? Right. You got partying too much last night? Right. You know, but if I can draw them in and get them involved, that little bit of confidence keeps them going. Right. Sometimes too much. Some guys don't stop. I know. Some talking. That's okay. That was probably my technicians. I'm sorry. No. I love uh, it. I'm just teasing. I love it. You know, and and I, I just, like I said, it's amazing to see the difference between, even though they can be in the same topic, the same genre of class, the reception to your class and, and the way they act towards yours versus someone else's it's just insane I just wonder, like, the, there's a bunch of technicians out there that are like getting, jumping on YouTube and they'll stumble upon your stuff although yeah. like for me it was like finding like a 1995 Jim Morton video yeah like that's what like drove me I'm like I gotta get a lab scope <laughs> but you know you stumble upon the, the stuff and, you know, and I don't again I don't know why they don't make the connection and go this this person Brandon Suckler is gonna because you were just sent, you just sent an email out like you're gonna be in you're gonna be somewhere 
just uh, here. We're going to be in Chicago, in the Rosemont area. Yeah. Okay, that's what it yeah. was, Rosemont, Illinois. Yeah, that's so the accelerator. Yeah, so you know, like that's available to somebody, that, especially they're like in the area. You, you take the, the two scholarship winners that we had here. Yeah, from a shop that was outside of um, Peoria, it, they were like two hours away from Chicago. That two-hour drive to go to your class, the guy they see on YouTube. You, you see what I'm saying? Like they don't make that connection and go. I could go see a live show and, and learn something and ask that guy questions. You, right. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And they don't, I don't know why they don't make the connection. Cause I, I guarantee you the, the scholarship winners were like, we watched the stuff on YouTube. Like they were Paul Danner, uh, subscribers and they, like they were, they were into the, the content and never going. I, I, I if I, I go to the show, if I make a commitment, if I save the six hundred bucks a month or whatever, like I can. I think be we there always. Live. I think we always go back to money, though. I don't think it's always money. And I think a lot of times it's you know, for instance, you 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 are introverted as all get out. Like if if you pop up and say, "Hey, I'm going to go to a class," I would be amazed, just because that's not your comfort zone. Do you think that's and, what it is? They and get then weirded they, out about being around other people other, and stuff like that? Right. Well, I mean, you might feel like you're a little out of your league. You're showing up to a class. You don't have anybody to push you, right? And I think owners aren't pushing hard enough. Like, hey, I'm going to pay for this class. You're going to go to this class, right? If owners were back here, and, and techs say it's because they're not paying. It's not fair that I'm not paid to go. I, I think it's more of if, if the owner was making them go, I'm going to pay you for two days, paying for the training, Here's your rental car. Bye. Right? Like, I think that it would be a... It's also the shop owner going. Do you see a lot of shop owners in your classes? Uh, They don't always identify themselves as shop owners, but yeah. I I have seen a lot of shop owners, and and some of them are shop owners technicians. Like... Yeah. They're the only... They run the show, but they work there, too. Yeah. So it's hard to tell if it's... That's a terrible idea. Well, it's a terrible idea. But it's got to be like... It's got to be the start. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they show up to that class, but my, my point is like if they, if all they ever try to do is like just capture capped snippets on YouTube, and never decide to like, hey, I'm going to push myself a little bit outside my comfort zone and go and show up in person, and then find out you're going to be at AST, and then push themselves to go to AST or Vision or. Like the the guys from Peoria, yeah, like they're that's driving distance to Kansas yeah. City. Like it's maybe six and a half, eight, seven hour drive. Like that's doable. Yeah. Without spending the money. Like what's that, three, four tanks of gas? Yeah. That's not that much. Not that much money, yeah. It, it, I, I think there's more to it. I think it I don't think it's just the money. But he forces I, them to talk in his class. You're asking them questions and you're just like Trying to get them out are they are they just weirded out by that or honestly I I I won't I won't take it. I won't put up with it. I I draw right. people in. And there is that there's a few guys that just won't they won't talk. They would, would dare say anything. Right. And that's just the way they're wired. And I get right. it. They tremble when you say something. <laughs> or you look to. like you're looking at them. <laughs> but what I love, honestly, my favorite part is when I'll ask them a question and they get the answer wrong. I'm like, that's great. Now we have an opportunity to talk about it. So I try right. not to make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So, yeah. man, that that's huge, though, right? Because if if they can get over that and understand that, hey, lots of people, you, you are not going to get everything right in this ever, right? The, <laughs> you know how many misdiags I've had oh, in man. my career. Ask me mine. <laughs> yeah, dude, and like, I, I, you're never going to get it right every single time. It's not possible. 
Right, but but I think that we hold ourselves to this high accountability standard, and so in class, That's ego. You mean? Yeah, sure, ego. That's um, <laughs> what it is. Like it you is. don't want your ego to hurt. You don't want the yeah. And answering a, that in class could be it's a hit to the ego. If all yeah. of a sudden it's like, well, you're wrong. So let's learn about that. <laughs> no, like, I, but Brandon does it differently. Yeah, I get I it. I wouldn't. I'm just saying. <laughs> you suck. Could, they don't want to. They don't want to throw themselves out there and I, possibly. I will say, I'd see why you think that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Almost yeah. agreeing with, but we didn't see it through the right. Yeah. <laughs> David's evil though. Right. Da- David would intentionally be like, mm, you're stupid. Mm, yeah. Nah, I wouldn't ask him. I don't want your participation. <laughs> just want to tell him that you're right. <laughs> no. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks. Thanks for sitting in and listening to this yak. Yeah. Absolutely. Ask you a bunch of class. Rattle on and <laughs> blather about nothing. And ask you a bunch of questions about endeavor. <laughs> for terrible people. Nah, I, I I like Endeavor. I do, and I like Chris Messer, and I like that's, Ten Missions. Like me, I like I like Frito Lay. It's a giant company. Yeah, like, they won't get their feelings hurt if you like. Ah. He might. No. What's that? I won't. It's not going to affect him any. They're not going to pay him. <laughs> I hope so. Can you, you imagine being the, the company that dumps Brandon Steckler? Like, yeah, we fired him. <laughs> that would be the stupidest thing ever. I'll keep you posted for sure. <laughs> if you get a call. Yeah. Oh, no. Say they dumped me. Can you imagine? That, that, would, would, be a, the, that would be the a poop fallout trial. from yeah, that. Yeah, the fallout would be ugly. Very but, ugly. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. There's got to be a little bit of job security in something like that. Like, no. Being Brandon Steckler. <laughs> like, to be determined. Uh, well, I mean, in 10 years, if you're in Pete Meyer's position, then we know that it works out, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not what, what about you? Fun. Do you it's have not. job security? I do. You know, and that, that was one thing, like one of the reasons why I decided I was going to open up a business. I said, for you to, to get fired, you'd have to have, you know, thousands of people fire you all at once. And that's really hard to do. Good point. That you is a really good point, isn't it? And if you do, you always fall back on shampoo commercials. Shampoo commercials. Beard shampoo. Beard shampoo. <laughs> it's a thing. Is it? Beer what? Yeah. Beard shampoo. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Or head wax one, I don't know. And ball spray. <laughs> He's got a subscription. <laughs> okay. I, I no no hold on. I didn't get the ball spray subscription, but I, I got <laughs> I got something for the for the nose hairs because I'm like I hate trimming my nose hairs and this thing you just shove it up your nose and it goes <laughs> and all the hair comes out. That reminds me of the scene from Total Recall when he pulls <laughs> <laughs> But the, this this company like they send you like samples of everything they have to sell because they want you to you know, like pick another subscription. One of the things is ball spray. Is it called? Yes, <laughs> spray for your balls. <laughs> That's what it says. It's tingly. She took it for a road test. <laughs> a couple things. First of all, you should get your nose waxed, man. That's the coolest thing ever. 
You ever done that? No, dude, you that should do it. Awful. No, it's actually really crazy. Like all of a sudden you can breathe in a way that you never thought you were going to be able to breathe ever again. You tell me you put wax up your nose and they rip the hair out of you. Yeah, dude. Oh, oh, it's actually a pretty crazy that feeling. Like- that cannot be comfortable. Oh, dude, it's crazy. You should try it at some point. He got a Brazilian for his nose. I know, right? Oh, dude. Dude, I, you will breathe better. I, somebody brought I it up. I feel like you have very light-colored nose hairs where mine are black. And so, like, you can she see just, when they hang out. She pulls out. the whole inside of your nose out, turns your nostril inside out. Oh, my God. That sounds awful, right? No, dude, you should. I'm just telling you, you should try it at some point. Somebody brought it up to me and said, hey. If you got sinus problems and you always feel like you're stuffy, you should try it. It makes a big difference. It really does. Who do I go to for something like this? A barbershop. Any barbershop. Like, it's a big thing. Lots of people do it. I don't know. You go to the fancy barbershops where they serve bourbon. Yeah. Well, I guess they do it. Lots of places hair waxing. He looks uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm picturing it. My eyes are starting to water. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Anyway, this little doodad just goes up and goes, and I don't have to have a waxing anything. But you're not able to breathe better. I don't know. I have a deviated septum, so I'm always mouth breathing. Yeah, we've noticed that. I have to edit it out of the podcast. He, you know, there was a whole video of him walking around SEMA last year, right? And he's walking around, and like the mic's facing the other way, but you can still hear him. <laughs> I ended up, yeah, I ended up getting a little shotgun mic for future use, so it points that way and doesn't catch my mouth breathing. Especially like from walking, yeah, like one escalator, and dude, it sounds like you're in a hurricane. All of a sudden, it's, it's yeah. pretty bad. Anyway, thanks for being here, brother. My pleasure, guys. Always, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy-to-use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to GetShopware.com and see what I mean today. That's GetShopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.